Father in heaven, it is remarkable to consider that you would condescend to send your son into this earth. He would be born of a woman into this earth, and he would live a perfect life and go to a cross for those who would trust in him. I pray that you would help us and you would assist us as we seek to remember him now. Lord, I pray that you would grant us what we need from you to understand your word. I pray that all of this would be to your glory, and I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, for our time around the Lord's table this morning, we are going to be looking at a conversation that Jesus had with a condemned criminal. So if you have your Bibles with you, would you turn with me to Luke 23? And if you don't have a Bible, we have men coming down the aisle. Simply raise your hand. They will give a copy of God's Word to you so that you can read it as well. Luke 23. Jesus is on the cross. And there are several different groups of people who are before him. There are passers-by, there are the religious leaders, and there are the soldiers. And they all have one thing in common, and that is that they are hurling blasphemy at him. Because they all have one belief in common. And that belief is that Jesus can't possibly be God, because he is still on the cross. He has not come down from the cross to save himself. John's account of the crucifixion and Matthew's account and Luke's account all tell us that there are two men who are crucified with Jesus, and Jesus is crucified between them, one on his right and one on his left. And the first of those two men is just like all the other men that are out there in front of Jesus. He denies Christ. He does not believe that Jesus is who he said he was. He does not believe he's God. We see that in verse 39. He hurls abuse at Jesus and he says, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and save us. We're going to be reading verses 40 through 42. We're going to be looking exclusively at the conversation that Jesus has with the other man. In fact, we're going to look exclusively at the words of the other man who's there with Jesus on the cross. We'll see that he understands something about God. This man understands something about himself. And he understands two very essential things about Jesus himself. So let's read verses 40 through 42 together. The other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. We see what he understands about God the Father in verse 40. He understands that God is an avenging God who is to be feared. He is to be feared because of condemnation that is coming. And this fear that is referred to here in verse 40 is not a reverential fear, a fear of awe, a fear of respect. This is a servile fear that one who is under the authority of another has within themselves as they are waiting for judgment from that one who is over them. He is literally afraid. So the man understands that God is an avenging God and those underneath him should be afraid because of the condemnation that is coming to them. In verse 41, we see what he understands about himself. 
understands that he's guilty. He's guilty for one reason, and that's because of his own deeds. There is no other place to put the blame. The blame rests solely upon him. We are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. He understands there's no place to hide, there's no place to go, there's nobody else to point to. It is his own deeds that he has done that makes him guilty before God. So he understands that God is an avenging God, and he understands that he is guilty before that avenging God. But he also understands two very important things about Jesus, and we see the first of those at the end of verse 41. He sees Jesus' innocence. He said, this man has done nothing wrong. He knows Jesus is innocent. We know that Jesus was supremely innocent. He was innocent in every regard. He was so innocent that he could go to the cross in his innocence, and he could take on himself the guilt of every person who had placed their trust in him. But he also understands something very important about Jesus in verse 42. He understands not only is Jesus the innocent sacrifice, but he understands that Jesus is king. He understands that he's Messiah. He looks to him and he says, Jesus, Jehovah who saves, remember me when you come in your kingdom. He understands that Jesus as king, Jesus as God, is going to come into a kingdom on this earth, and he's going to rule on that earth. You understand from Revelation 20 that Jesus will rule on this earth when he comes to this earth, and he will rule for a thousand years. And when he comes, he will come with a sword that emits from his mouth. And he will use that sword to slay countless numbers that are gathered around the holy city of Jerusalem who are seeking to put to death Jews who have begun to call out to Jesus as their Savior. So this man understands two very important things about Jesus. He understands on one hand... He is the lamb. He is the innocent sacrifice. He understands, on the other hand, he is the lion. He is the coming king who is going to be victorious in this world. That is how we want to remember Jesus this morning. We want to remember Jesus as the innocent lamb, the one who died on the cross for everybody who had placed their trust in him. When he went to the cross, he hung on that cross for approximately six hours, from the third hour until the ninth hour, and during that time, he received within his own body God's judgment, God's vengeance, God's aggression, God's anger against everybody who had placed their trust in Jesus, the one hanging on the cross. But we also want to remember Jesus as the one who will come victorious. And he will reign on this earth in truth and in righteousness and in justice and in peace. And all things will be made right. So the men are going to come forward in a moment. And when they come and distribute the elements, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ... If you understand Jesus in the same terms that this man here on the cross understands Jesus as the only way that sinful man can be reconciled to a holy God, would you join us in taking the elements this morning? When they come to you, take them and hold them and consider the work that Jesus performed on the cross in your personal place, that he satisfied God's anger against you because of all of your sin that's so offensive to him. When you've had the opportunity to prepare your heart, take the elements on your own. If you're here this morning and you see Jesus the way the rest of these people in this passage see Jesus, as one who can't possibly be God, he didn't die for anybody, you reject him as Savior and Lord, please just let the elements pass you by. This is a time for Christians to remember and celebrate what Jesus has done for them. But this is an excellent time to stop and consider what you see at the end of verse 40. 
that we have a condemning God, we have an avenging God, and he will avenge himself against every sin that is an offense against him. This is a good time to reconcile yourself to God by admitting and understanding and agreeing that Jesus is the only way for you to do that. So men, come forward and serve us. And when everyone had a chance to serve themselves, I will pray to close our time together.